Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Turner, play action, looking, punch, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Turner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Turner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Turner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Oh, this Clint Turner, he's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Turner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone. All right, welcome back. It is 1034. Clint Sterner standing by on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Getting set for Arkansas, Mississippi State tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Clint, welcome. How are you? Man, I'm doing good, fellas. How y'all doing? We are good. Good, good. We've got basketball tonight, a little exhibition action, and then football tomorrow. So if you're going to the Hill, it's a pretty good weekend, I would say. So that's a good thing. What's the the outlook from us and the boys, man? I mean, obviously, I I, I follow from from a distance and – and uh, and keep an eye on. Heck, I ran into Muss at a Texan spring training. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, a training camp uh, practice this year. That guy doesn't have. He doesn't have an off switch now. What's the no. outlook on the Hogs this year, man? Well, fourteenth in the in the preseason rankings. I saw maybe. Yeah, narrowly picked third in the SEC, right behind A and M, which is a team that's right behind them in the national rankings. So I think it's kind of a you know toss up between those two, and then you got Tennessee obviously at the top. Um, and Kentucky. I mean, it's going to be a good league, and I think, yeah, there's a lot of new faces and guys that are going to play significant minutes that we haven't seen before, but I think the uh, there's certainly plenty of optimism, and there should be with this team, and we'll see. But uh, I know Devo well, was talking hey, Final Four you, this year. So, Hey, the uh, with what's going on on the football field, the, the, I mean, that mm. Bud Walton, the top's going to blow off that place, right? I mean, Hog Nation has got to be thirsty for some dubs, man. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. It will definitely uh, raise the spirits of the fans. So last week we sat here and said, you know, I, I was sitting here being an idiot. I'm like, oh, I can't even entertain the thought of them beating Alabama, and yet they almost went out and did it. Um, what about Mississippi State this week, Clint? This is a game that the Hogs have got to have if they're going to make a bowl game. And David and I were talking this morning, too. I think you're going to lose a pretty good chunk of the fan base if you fall six straight and you lose to Mississippi State team that you're favored by a touchdown over. Yeah, agree, agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I, I think you're going, you're going to lose the, the ones that you haven't already lost. Um, if you're Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks, and then I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you lose to Mississippi State, then you're staring a what a, a three, three win season in the face. I mean, at that point in time, I mean, it's um, this is one of those games. We said last week that game in a you know in a vacuum, the Alabama game, regardless of what you do. Uh, the rest of the season, boy, if you beat Alabama, that's that would be a big enough win where, I mean, it, it can save you your job. It can buy you another year. Um, and, and that's the kind of – that's just who Alabama is at this point in time. By the way, I did not realize until watching the um, the broadcast of the game that, that it, Alabama's beaten Arkansas 17 straight, 17 straight uh, games. I, I did not realize that. Yeah. I think uh, you're the last starting quarterback, I think, to beat them. Mitch Mustard. Okay, well, almost. I mean, not quite, but close. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch got him. Mitch got him. Um, so yeah, I mean, last week was one of those where, man, if you could just somehow drum it up and and you know catch your lightning in a bottle and win that game, then it could probably buy you some time, buy you buy you another year. Um, but but that fell by the wayside, obviously. Which I think that is that that if you watch that game, 
uh, it was as frustrating as any game they played all year long. There was just a couple of KJ Jefferson moments that gave him a chance, but um, you know, this, this now it's like you said, Justin. This is this is about if you can somehow salvage a bowl game out of this season, then then I, I think you you got a you got a much better chance to quiet the noise and and keep your job and. Um, you know, hopefully buy yourself another year at that point in time. So this is a monster game, yes. Clint, there's the thought out there that this offense will look better against more uh, pedestrian defenses. That you know, they've look, they've gone up against Alabama, Texas A and M. They they did the offense did look good against LSU. Um, is there theory to is there water? Does this hold water? This theory that you know, once they start playing some average defenses, the offense is going to look better. Well, look, I, I think just. Common sense tells you they're going to look. They got a chance to look better, but but Wes, I mean, if we go back, you know, the the, the games that they played versus lesser opponents, it, we, what we heard after the game was, oh well, the plan was to not run KJ Jefferson. And, and look, I'm not beating that dead horse again today. I'm just, in generally speaking, like there was always an excuse of why, you know, why didn't the offense look as good, and why didn't it? Well, we didn't we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to hurt KJ Jefferson. We didn't want to run him. Then all of a sudden, after a few more losses, it turns into well, KJ's got a lot on his plate, man, and and, and you know he, we got to protect him better. And we there's just nothing that I've seen um, from this Razorback team to answer your question very very just black and white. There's nothing from this team that I've seen that tells me that it that they're going to be better. They're they're going to be winning winning ball games, bowl game caliber football team better on the offensive side of the football. I, I just don't. I just don't see it. Now, maybe K.J. Jefferson can make a, enough plays where Saban says it's the, it's, it's the craziest play he's ever seen or the best play he's ever seen. Um, you know, maybe K.J. can pull the, pull the rabbit out of the hat, so to speak, and, and you can win a couple of ball games. But I, I don't think we're going to be sitting here. I'm not going to talk to you guys Monday and go, boy, this offense, man, everything just came <laughs> together and started clicking, man. Satania got uh, a touchdown catch. Uh, play, I, I noticed he was in the game more. Uh, it seems like they're working him more. How much would that speed factor a guy that, you know, a, a, a chunk play guy, if they work him into the offense more, how much could he help? Well, I, I think it could help. Because we, we talk a lot about the screen game. Like, why why Tesla's catching the screen and, and Titania's not? And, I mean, Tesla at 6'4", 220 should be blocking. <laughs> um, the big-bodied guys you have should be blocking. Titania should be the guy that should be your main screen guy. We watched. We watch teams do it all the time, man. It, it, you, you look at, at, and I know that I'm not saying that Satania is, is this caliber player, but you just look at what teams are doing across the league. And the Baltimore Ravens were doing it with Zay Flowers to start the season. You know, you look at what San Francisco does with Dab, uh, with uh, Debo Debo Samuel year in year out in terms of getting him. No matter what, no matter what happens, he's going to get his touches in the air, on the ground, in the return game. He's going to get his touches, and he's going to impact the game. What, what we're talking about with Satania is, and this isn't, well, Satania's a Debo guy, or I look at, in Houston, what, it took them a week, it took the new offensive coordinator a week here with the Texans, but they damn sure found a way to get uh, Tank Dale, the, the, the undersized wide receiver weapon out of U of H that they drafted in the third round. They got started getting him touches, and, and well, I'm, I'm not asking, I'm not asking, we're, we're not, it's not rocket science here, everybody... Everybody in, in, in the offensive play-calling arena in college, high school, and the pros are, are, are doing this. I mean, they're getting those guys' touches. And so, um, you know, and, and then because to me what you do is you look at it and you go, okay, yes, he's the only one that's got any wiggle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Big play ability, wiggle, he should be getting touches. Okay, you got big-bodied receivers elsewhere. 
They should be good and, and, and like, elite in the blocking game. Um, and, and then you, you look at those bigger-bodied guys that, that, that don't have that wiggle. It just it, – Titania gives you something, brings something to the table that you just can't go anywhere else and find in your roster. And so, yeah, it, it just – I think he would help them tremendously because exactly what I believe they need to add into this offense is it should play to the strengths of Satania. So, uh, Wes, I think you're on to something. I, I think it's, it's – hell, it's common sense. And it's not football sense. It's common sense. It's so not, we'll, we'll see how that goes. He said it's not rocket science. I see what you did there. He's not going to be part of the mm-hmm. mix again this weekend. Um, how much do you expect them to try to, to pound the rock against Mississippi State versus KJ trying to make plays to receivers downfield? And then we talked about tight ends, I think, on Monday too, Clint. What do you, how much do you want to figure them in this week, you think? Man, I, look, to me, to me, Arkansas the rest of the way, I, I think they should do it every every game. It don't matter who the opponent is, but damn sure against these, these – the, the opponents that are equal to or lesser than you on paper, you, they, this is, these are teams that, that you should go in and your identity should be to pound the rock downhill, um, and, and then all your all your passes are, are – you, you throw off of that, whether it's play action deep over the top, um, but getting in this, throwing the ball in first, first and ten consistently, and throwing the football in second and three and second and four consistently shouldn't even be in the game plan. Um, you know that that should be something where everything we do in the pass game is is either to set up the run or it's it's a one it's a counter punch because we're running it well. Um, I just don't think Arkansas is is they're not they are not built in any way, shape, or form. I'll go back to. Sam Pittman saying, well, you know, K.J. Jefferson's got a lot on his plate. Okay, so that, in other words, K.J. Jefferson's not, not ready to handle what Danny knows typically wants his quarterback to handle, right? And then, and then I've been saying this since day one with K.J. Jefferson. I think from a tangible aspect, he's not, he's not an elite passer of the football. Um, and, and then you look, offensive line struggles. Obviously, you, you don't want to throw the ball when you don't have to throw the ball. You don't want to create the habit of throwing the football when it's probably a better idea to run it at that point in time on that down and distance. You know, and then you look at the receivers, as we said before, they just can't create separation. So you got you've got way too many negatives. Um you got way too many things working against you to me, uh Justin, to even think about going into a game and and throwing the ball, at least from a plan perspective, throwing the football consistently on on what I would say running football teams. Um, typically on those downs run the football. The worst part of Mississippi State's defense is their secondary. Uh, you know, this should be a game where a passing offense could take advantage of the Bulldogs. Yeah, I thought about that last night <clears throat> against one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL, and the Saints couldn't take advantage. Now could they, Wes? So you just never know. Well, Carr had a good <laughs> a bunch of yards. Yeah, to b- both teams. A little short passes. Yeah, so no, we're, I mean, look, you're – I, I think, I mean, that you're, you're from a box score, uh, you know, comp and from a, a box score matchup, um, you know, pregame with. I, I think, I think you're you're onto something. It, like there's there is the chance that that Arkansas could have a little bit more success throwing the football. I'm just telling you that the, the view is not worth the climb. To me, the risk is not worth the reward. I, I just don't, um, I, I just don't think KJ's that guy. I don't think that these these receivers are are the the receivers to go out there and do it again. If, if you know, if it were a team that you felt like you were playing uphill against anyway, where you know you, you've got a, it's going to be a, it's going like an Alabama or, or, or you know a, a Georgia or hey man, and then you got to find those weaknesses and try to get some matchup weaknesses and, and go at it. That's fine, but I mean, if Mississippi State is, is putting you in a spot where you feel like you've got to get outside your identity or you got to get out, you got to play the game left-handed, which, like I said, I mean, I, I didn't realize until I started rattling them off how many. 
how many like negatives there are in terms of Arkansas generating a consistent pass game. Um, it's just, I mean, that, that list is six or seven long. And, and so I just don't think Arkansas's at a point in the pass game, West to look across the ball and go, well, we should be able to attack the secondary better. Um, I, I would say if, if you, if you're able to run the football and you're able to screen them well, then you should be able to take advantage of that weak, that weak secondary for big plays over the top or hitting a crease on the screen versus dropping back and going through a progression pass game and allowing them to get sacks and negative plays. And then you end up living in second and third and 19, and you don't have a chance if you're, if you're living that way. Like If you're Arkansas, you don't. How would you most effectively use the big-bodied wide receivers? Quick game. I mean, I, I would I would use them in that in that quick game. I, I would I would use them. I would not ask them to run like if if, if DBs are if DBs are, are sitting on every, all of your routes. Don't run to their toes and allow them to cover you. Um, I, I'd find the softness, the, the soft spot in the in the coverages, and, and I would attack it immediately. Um, if you've got those big guys, whoever, whichever one you feel best on the on the fifty fifty balls and the and the go routes. Um, whether that's the slot, the slot fade, or the or the outside fade, um, you know, I, I'm not opposed to going up top with with that guy. My, my my biggest problem with the receiving core in this pass game is we're out there calling we're out there calling plays and 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 passing the football around the park like we like we're five deep at wide receiver. Hmm. I mean, you you guys tell me who's the go-to receiver right now on this team? Armstrong. You'd say Armstrong. I, like, I would say he's the best receiver. But, I mean, what, there's been two or three games this year where Broden was clearly the guy they're going to, and I've seen him drop more balls than he's yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I mean, there, there's – there's, it, it's just – I agree with you. Armstrong should be the guy, as far as I know, from a distance. Watching it on TV, that would be the guy that I'd go to. But it, it's just – it's like you, Wilson's in the mix. I mean, there's five or six different receivers that are, that are getting throws in critical moments. Last week, first drive of the ball game against Alabama on the road and, and – and Broden drops a, a third They're down, down pass over the middle. You know, I mean, those are things backed up against BYU. We're coming out. There's one receiver on the field. You, you sprint left and you throw that quick game. You throw a hitch out there. Broden drops it. I mean, it's just like I, I just don't think Arkansas is ever a school that's got five deep to run out there and just go, hey, we're going we're gonna to run our offense and KJ Jefferson's going to process and he's going he's gonna to get through his progression and whoever's open, get him the ball. You're just, you're not that guy. You're not that offense. That, that's just not, this isn't that roster. And so that's my biggest concern is, is yes, they got to get the quick game going. Yes, they got to get the screen game going. Yes, they got to get the quarterback run game going. Those are all things that you're going to have to prove you can stop before I do anything else. And and, and then there's there's certain things. Titania is the guy that I would focus on in the screen game, right? And, and to your point, Armstrong will be the guy that in the red zone, if I'm going to throw a fade, I'm going to throw it to Armstrong. Um, big, I love the big body guys in the underneath quick game, the slant. You know, you, if they're sitting on everything and you want to keep them moving, bang a slant on their chest. You got a big body. You got whoever's got the biggest, strongest hands of those big bodies. Run them across the middle and, and, and have KJ stick it in their chest. I mean, that that beats the hell out of running 10, 15 yard routes and KJ getting pinyotted in the backfield. Pinyotted, I like it. Clint, we got to run, but uh, feel a little bit better about Houston now. Obviously, what do you think? They win the series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they do, man. They, they know the bad stone woke up, and, uh, and and this thing's evened up right now. You got Verlander, Fromber, and Javier coming at these boys, and and, and if you'll be honest with you, if you look at what I know, the series was o two, the, the Rangers, but now you we're four games in, and the Rangers bats just haven't woke up. I mean, the, the Rangers that that 
daunted lineup, which was nasty. I mean, second to, I think, the Atlanta Braves in terms of run and run production. They just haven't done much. So there's always a fear of the Rangers' bats waking up. And I mean really waking up. I'm not talking about a, a home run here or there, um, but, but really waking up and piling on runs the way we know they can. Because, look, the game where they scored where they score four runs in the first inning, five in the first two and a third, I mean, th- those were all singles. It was like five or six singles and an error by the pitcher. So they haven't woke up yet. Hopefully they stay asleep and, and, uh, and Houston's bats stay alive and, and we can – we can walk away with this thing and dance into another World Series, baby. Hey, by the way, by the way, I, I do, I do want to shout out that defense, man. That Arkansas defense is uh, is rocking and rolling. They, they, they are. On, I don't want to end on such a negative note, man. Damn it, you give me that offensive talk, I get mad. But um, <laughs> that defense, man, looks good, brother. I like what I'm seeing on the defensive side of the ball. Let's hope that continues, Clint. I appreciate it because I certainly don't want to be sitting here on Monday talking about another loss for Arkansas, but we may have to do it. We'll see. I do not want to be that guy. I did it for three years here in Houston. Come on, Sam Pittman. Damn it. All right, boys, y'all be good. (laughs) See you, buddy.